1: Okay, on this program, we have uh, one of those special programs where we bring a listener in and uh, they are a co-host or guest on the show. And we're fortunate today to have somebody we haven't heard from before. Gentleman by Tony. He's from um, South Carolina, uh, former military. He's got quite a quite a background. So, Tony, welcome to the show and maybe tell us a little bit about yourself so people know what we're all fucking getting into.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. So I'm a lifetime Democrat. I grew up in a, in Bayonne, New Jersey. So if you ever watched Saturday Night Live, they always made fun of New Jersey. Um, my my family came over with the wave of Puerto Ricans in the 60s. I went to an Irish Catholic school with real nuns when they were still beating you with uh, yeah. ru- uh, rulers and, and had nicknames like Machine Gun Gertie and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Um Went to high school, went to college, joined the Navy as a military officer. I was a surface warfare officer. So for those that don't know what a surface warfare officer is, that's the guys that fight destroyers and ships like that. Then I transferred over to Navy Oceanographer, and I've got uh, advanced degrees in oceanography, national security affairs. Uh, Upon my retirement, I went off and uh, taught high school as a junior ROTC uh, military instructor. And now that I've retired from that job, I now run a lightsaber uh, combat academy, one of the few in the world, in Aiken, South Carolina, which is kind of a cool sort of sport. Just And, it, and it's really a low-cost thing for teens and adults without, without means, kind of get them off the streets and get away from video games and do something uh, positive. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty cool old man. I've got uh, lots of followers, lots of students. I think my Facebook page has got 1,600 followers and friends and, and all my – I run a couple other groups. I run a group for uh, wildlife and, and animals and animal rescue. I have three rescues. I'm a grandfather. got three grand granddaughters and no grandsons yet. My son, unfortunately, didn't follow me into the Navy. He went into the Army. Uh, he's going to try to be a medic in uh, Special Forces. So um, my other son's a, a high school English teacher. and My daughter uh, runs my uh, – raises my grandchildren, and my, my other son is down in Mississippi, and he's a landscaper. So full, blessed life. I no problems. This is the best time of my life. And as I said, uh, I, I have a lot to thank, and I'm going to thank the Democratic Party because I went to college because I grew up in the projects. I wouldn't have been able to afford college, and it was government programs that allowed me to go to school.
1: Right, absolutely, and and you know, um, the fact that you're a cool man is a given because I, you know, I don't allow anybody that's not cool on the fucking show. So, <laughs> so you don't even have to mention that. I think we all know that, but obviously you have a varied and vast background. Uh, but I wanted to ask you real quick before we get into some of the topics at hand, and there are many. Um, sure you you said you had a light saber academy now you said me, you, you sent me a, a a facebook page that you wanted me to join and i did and i'm going what the fuck is this so please explain to me what a lightsaber i think i know but the people out there don't know and they may want to look for right. it on
0: facebook right right so you know the star wars came out and Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and all those guys fought with these cool weapons called lightsabers. Well, it's it's actually become a sport around the world. Really? Um, in France, it's a national sport. So it's the same as Olympic epee, Olympic foil, Olympic sa- Olympic sabre. It's, it's an actual covered under the French Fencing uh, Federation. Here in the United States, uh, it's a little bit different. Um, around the world, the organizations that run it all have their own different kind of rules. How they how they fight uh, here in the United States, the biggest league in the country with with charters in every state is something called Saber Legion, and they kind of fight like like armored knights. They wear a lot of protective gear and they wear use heavy light lightsaber blades because blades come in different thicknesses. Out on the West Coast is another group that fights with little whippy blades and they fast. And then in Europe they fight totally different. There's a sport in Italy called Ludo sport where they it, it, they try to actually emulate what's in the movie. So you got a bunch of thin Italians running around hitting each other. But but a lightsaber, that's
1: in yeah. a movie.
0: That's not really
1: yeah. a weapon. You can you, you can't get really no. hurt from a lightsaber. I mean, it's oh, you can.
0: It's a it's a polycarbonate blade. It'll hit like a baton. It has you can a blade? get. You have a you have a blade. It's a polycarbonate blade with essentially think of it as a, with a hilt and a flashlight behind it. And there's all kinds of lightsabers. I have $600 lightsabers that look right out of the movies and you press a button and they have sound and they have lights and things flash. But with I, then I have a lot of combat lightsabers where you just basically have a flashlight behind a polycarbonate blade and you fight each other. And, and the reason for lightsabers is who doesn't like a lightsaber? That's I mean, a lightsaber is, is, is everybody likes it, but it's not threatening. If you wanted to learn how to fight with a blade, well, you can go to a, a historical European martial arts or a Kendall thing. And they're sitting there with, with a sword and that's a little threatening. You can learn the same techniques with lightsaber. And, that, and that's, it's a sport that's, that's really kind of taken off and it's growing. It's not real big in the world. I mean, but it's getting bigger. And there are leagues, and there are schools, and there are academies, and there are groups all around the world. There's people that do nothing but choreography, wear costumes, and they go to they go to festivals and things, and and do pretend lightsabers uh, combat.
1: Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. You said that you're going to be on a podcast coming up here soon, a nerd podcast. That's do correct. Get, do you guys get a get a hard time about this kind of being a nerdy sport?
0: I I. I... I don't because uh, I'm a warrior and a lot of the guys that are in the sport are actually martial artists. So they come from Chinese martial arts or they come from historical European martial arts. So these are not guys you're going to say, well, you're a nerd. You're fighting with a lightsaber because you're going to get your teeth punched out. Um, You know, Yeah. do do I have nerds? Yes. Are there nerds that want to do this? Yes. But mostly, mostly the nerds want to wear the costume and get one of those expensive lightsabers with all the flashing lights and stuff that you can say buy at Disney. But those aren't combat lightsabers. Now the sport is quick, it's fast, it's hard hitting. You have to wear a fencing mask. You have to wear protective gear. Um, yeah, you. It'll teach you to be reasonably athletic. I I teach from fourteen on up, and I've got I've got kids that are that are that are nerds. That don't fit in anywhere else. Like they're homeschooled. So they don't have access to regular public school programs. So now they're taking this. I charge $25 a month because I'm not in it for me. I'm in it to, to teach kids to teach adults. I've got one young man who has seizures and he doesn't fit anywhere else. He's 21, 22 years old. I'll never work in his life, but he's, he's, he's with me. And I've had a young lady that was in the same situation. I have a bunch of autistic kids, high-functioning autistic kids, you know, socially backward. But by the time I'm done with them as a teacher, and I've been teaching for teens for years, now they're looking in the eye, they're standing tall, and God help you if you get into a fencing match with them yeah. in the ring because they, they, they've been taught how to fight with a glowing stick. So well, it's, I, it's, a, it's a cool thing. And, uh, and hey, look, I could do this or play golf or play pickleball. Right, with all right. people my own age, right? I can yeah,
1: do that. Ex- exactly. But, you know, I, I tell people, I told my kids this, I told everybody I can tell this. There's one thing you can instill in your child that will make them successful down the road is a sense of confidence. And it sounds like that's what you're doing with these kids. Exactly.
0: Our, our core qualities are courage, awareness, determination, and integrity. Those are our core values. And we have them on a challenge point. And that's part of the program. And we will go over those characteristics all all the time. So it's not just even about the fencing and the fighting. It's also about the the warrior spirit that I teach these kids, that they can stand up. They don't need to be afraid, you know, do the right thing. All the values that they want to get at home. That's what martial arts does for people. We're just a different martial arts. We, We look a little bit different, but it's cool. You know, I mean, think about it. You can shut the lights off and do this at night. I also break out foam weapons, so I have shields and foam axes and foam stuff, and we fight with those. And we have a rule set that covers those. So these are now you got a fourteen-year-old with a shield and a spear fighting a twenty-year-old with with an axe. (laughs) Imagine how much confidence that you get that kid's going to have after doing that. And they're doing it in a, in a safe manner, you know. So you know now because I'm a school and because I'm a teacher, I keep you know my my politics and all that away from school because obviously some of the kids are homeschooled. They're going to come with those kind of values, which might not necessarily politically align with mine. So we don't talk those kinds of things, which they don't talk in public schools. Which right. you know the other side will say, you know, well they're they're being they're being groomed, teachers are taught not not to talk about this stuff in school
1: Well that said, we are in a, a situation now where that doesn't fucking matter, we say whatever the hell we want to say and I know that you uh, maybe started listening to what I was saying on TikTok and now the podcast and uh, you seem to be an avid proponent of, of some of the things I talk about and I appreciate that.
0: Uh, listen when you are on the side of right and logic and fact then yes, I've got your back. If you're on the side of lies and fabrications and special interests that don't align with my own values, well, you know, no, I don't have much use for you. Absolutely. You know, I, you know listen, Democrats are not perfect. No, not by a long shot. Um, and and they cause their own problems, like to fund the police. They say stupid shit like that.
1: Yeah, you know, ridiculous. Right?
0: right, right, exactly. And so, but. If you look at the curve of time, their policies have benefited regular damn folks like me. I mean, I was a projects kid. And I got, now I have three master's degrees, was a military officer, and I've had an amazing life. That didn't, that didn't come from a tax break. That came because somebody believed in enough in me to pay for my college. and And I went to college for basically free. And now I had to raise money for a bus and work and drive a taxi and all that shit. But we, we, you know, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but if you look at the way things are from the sixties, the, the, the party that used to fight for labor and to fight for the rest, safety and, and, and well-being of people has been destroyed because it's an ongoing, it's been an ongoing set of warfare since the '60s, and the other side has policy institutes and think tanks and all that, and they've done their name their best, you know. Where the workers used to be in the Democratic Party, and they use divisive tactics to bring them over to the Republican side. Where the workers were foot soldiers for for, for getting out the vote. Well, what they do destroy the unions, you wow. know, and they got their own they got their own foot soldiers. And, and, and the fact of, of getting the religious right as their foot soldiers, you know, make true believers out of them. And so we are where we are now because, because frankly, you know, the, the billionaires and the millionaires up at the top want it that way. They don't want to pay for your health care or my health care. They, they want a free ride.
1: Well, yeah. And, you know, as I've always said is, is that people want to make it about Democrats versus Republicans. We kind of side. I kind of side with the Democrats now because the Republicans are so horrific and, and and so damaging to this country. I got to side with whichever side is going to try to put them away. But in the in the long run, I think uh, it's it's really us against them, meaning Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> it's been years and years and years, and they haven't done anything for us. They don't yeah. want to pay for health care, and everybody says we can't afford it. Well, we're the ones putting in the tax money. We should get something back for what we pay for.
0: Well, you're right. It's class warfare. Absolutely. And, and, it's a, it's a, it, it, and, and they won't say it because they remain hidden behind their money. But it's class warfare. And unfortunately, the people who are hurt the worst are the ones that are voting for their policies. You know who they are, the magnet persons and the your blue collar workers. And you know, you addressed this the other day. It's a question of critical thinking. They can't, they can't see the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, keep your hands off my, my Medicare. I mean, where do you think that comes from? Listen, I have, I have, I've always had since I joined the Navy, um, government sponsored healthcare. I have Medicare right now. It's fantastic. You know, but what did they do? They came up with Medicare advantage. Yeah. And they divided the seniors with Medicare Advantage. And Medicare Advantage is now at the point where it will have more seniors in it. And what is Medicare Advantage? It's a for-profit kind of thing. And they, they of course, say it's cheaper because they limit benefits. Right. And these poor stupid seniors who should know better, um, you know, they, they vote for the policies that hurt them. And the the, uh, the organizations like the AARP who say, listen, man, you, you know, you need to be careful with your vote. Well, now they cry, cry, class warfare. You guys are engaged in class warfare. No, they're engaged in class warfare. And they have groups like ALEC that write laws, and then the laws go from state to state to state. You can see the picture, Mike. You know it. you yeah. you talked about it a lot. You, you can see it. You know, you can see it, And but I wish regular people could see it, too.
1: I want to bring up some stuff that's in the news. And there's one thing. It's kind of a second-rate news story, but it's been bandied about, and People were upset, or concerned, or worried, or anticipated. Do you remember uh, the story about uh, this lawsuit, Brunson versus Adams? It came out of North Carolina, or something like that. And it was basically, basically, maybe it was Utah. I don't know. But these two guys, brothers, were filing a lawsuit, suggesting that in the twenty twenty election, there were a hundred and thirty members of the House of Representatives Republicans that didn't right. vote for the certification of the 2020 election and their That's suggestion right. was that these 139 representatives didn't do it because uh, uh, didn't want to do it because there was evidence of election fraud now we've never seen a shred of election fraud so what they do That's is right. they bring, bring this lawsuit saying clearly there <laughs> must have been evidence i don't have any evidence but because these People in the House of Representatives said they, they were against it. There must be evidence. And the, the lawsuit basically was to somehow marginalize, uh, prosecute people like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, right, administration, right, right, right. and all this stuff. And of course, right. if you listen to Trump Fox, they would say, oh, it's coming. Like I say, just you wait. And then some Democrats would come to me and say, oh, my God, what's happening? They're going to do what they're going to do. And I got just fucking calm down. So they took it to like three lower courts. Each one of them threw them out. And it got to that's the right. Supreme Court. And they said, oh, my God, when the Supreme Court gets that, we got Trump's guys on there. They're going to tear this apart. Donald Trump will be back in office and the Democrats will be thrown out. Well, I have some interesting news. It may surprise some, but it doesn't surprise me because it's exactly what I fucking told them is the Supreme Court isn't even going to listen to it. They threw that. They got got
0: thrown out. But wouldn't you like to be in the room when the judges talked about it? So yes, this lawsuit had no merit. They, They had no standing whatsoever. But wouldn't you have liked to have heard what the judges said about it. So there is some room to be afraid because of the way the Supreme Court is 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 right now. You know, with the the conservatives seem to be politically activated. Now that lawsuit had no merit. No, had no standing. It was but easy these guys. To throw out. But the, but these Republicans
1: were convinced. This was finally the time Donald Trump would be put in office. <laughs> I mean, how many times do they have to be lied to, and how many times do they have to be fooled and disappointed before they realize, you know, something might be fucked up here?
0: Well, listen, I gave up on them when JFK or JFK Jr. didn't show up at the airport. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean. You know, you do and I, I see it all the time too on TikTok and all the comedy shows these people interviewed. You can't you can't help stupid. Yeah. I mean you just can't fucking help stupid. And and stupid is what gets played to by the other side and they use their resources to do it. And yeah. but 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 sometimes it gets out of control. What we saw in the in the uh, uh, election this week of the speaker, right. stupid, stupid seems to have won, won out. And and I heard you talk about this. We will have a couple years of stupid running rain doing stupid things and saying stupid things. And from what I am hearing, the Democrats and their allies are putting some big money with groups like the Lincoln Project and some of those others to fight back
1: yeah and go ahead a, and,
0: and right shine the spot listen mike that's what you do you no, shine the try. spotlight on stupid my friend and you've got a big audience well, you, know, that thing? you know the thing is, is 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 that it's sometimes
1: more than stupid though and that's the troubling part of this uh, it it becomes it becomes criminal or vicious or you know uh unconstitutional, like the January 6th thing. If they were Oh, you're just, so right. If they were just stupid, I could deal with that. I would make fun of them, and it would be a great joy for me.
0: But you're you're over, so right.
1: Over and above that, they're fucking dangerous on top
0: of it. That's where the uh, yeah, problem lies. It, it, it's it's they're, they're cornered rats, you know, absolutely. And uh, it, it's totally dangerous. And there isn't a lot holding them back. It's people like you. It's people like you know that are putting money to this. But I don't. I don't have a lot of faith in my own party to fight like they should. It looks like they're getting a little bit of balls now. Yeah, but they have it now. No, I mean the Biden administration has called out some called out some some bullshit this year. I, I I'm not a Biden fan, but boy, I got to say. Uh, he's impressed me with the way he's, he's, he's done things. Um, and he's put some fighters in, in places that speak for on his behalf, and they're calling out some of the bullshit. Well, one of the things
1: that I hope the Democrats recognize is something I recognize. And based on your background, I think you recognized. When you get somebody in a fight who's staggered, that's when you go harder and put them down permanently. And hopefully they have that sense about them when it comes to the Republicans. For the next two years, it's going to be a shit show in the House of Representatives. They aren't going to be able to pass anything, even if they get it through the House. And I don't know that they can. It'll get shot down in the Senate every fucking time. So they will accomplish nothing.
0: They will accomplish nothing. They'll make a lot of noise. We've seen this act before with Benghazi and all that. They'll make a lot of noise. Uh, I hope they do, because 2024 will come and they'll help us.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But, but the party, that party actually needs to be destroyed. It needs to go the way of the Wicks, And unfortunately, they have too much money and resources behind them to happen. So everything becomes cyclic. You yeah. know, just when you think you got them down, they fucking rise up again, you know. But Trump, and so go ahead.
1: No, I agree with you. I think what has to be done is the Republican Party as we see it now has to be destroyed because it's it's not just uh it's not just different ideology than than we have. Like I say it's a dangerous situation. The problem the Republicans have is that probably half of the Republican Party certainly in the House of Representatives Recognize that. They see what caused the loss in the midterms. They see what caused the loss in 2020. And they're saying, okay, maybe we better step away from this. Granted, it took them longer than it should have, but at least they recognize it. it's these MAGA fucks that don't recognize it or refuse to recognize it. And that split is going to create the implosion of that. Somebody's going to have to win. And I don't think the MAGA fucks will. I think the more normal side will, but even if they do win, it's going to take 10 years to recuperate from the shit they did to themselves.
0: Yeah. I think the MAGA guys are going after like the corporations and the wealthy trying to be populist. They're, They're going to get sunk. But, but the problem is the problem is that, uh, even the regular moderate side doesn't have people like Bob Dole, Right. Or that kind of stature would stand up and, and and you know, Bob Dole and those guys, they would have took the MAGA fucks and the Tea Party and they would have said, get the fuck out of here. Right. And they would have just cut them out of the party and they would take the loss. And maybe they lose for a couple cycles until they can use their their resources to, you know, win back. use the media and all that. Because they can win back the president. We've had a lot of Republican presidents and yeah. they've done it because they had the money to do it. But but they weren't this what was different about the Trump era is they 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 let the tiger loose instead right. of putting it in a, in a freaking cage and instead of taking a loss for a few cycles, you know, it almost destroyed the country. And so now it's a dangerous situation. I mean you look at Brazil and that's what this translates to.
1: It, it does translate to that. And I wanted to talk about that, too. But, but you know, the thing with Donald Trump coming into office, um, it changed the ideology of the Republican Party, not making it more extreme, not just making it more extreme. When the Republicans had a plan and they followed it, as despicable as it might have been, at least it had some potential to work. But Donald Trump stole or broke that plan. And because Donald Trump is so broken as a human being, it was all about him. And then everything became became very selfish with the Republican Party. And then it became very vindictive because all I want to do is own the libtards. They slipped slipped away from their message. And that was the failing of the Republican Party. They allowed Donald Trump to control things. And uh, it maybe
0: worked for a little while, but it wasn't going to last forever. And now Donald Trump is a joke. Yeah, but those loud voices are like 10 people in the Republican party. And they, and, and I mean, they cowed, they cowed down the rest of them because how loud they, they are. They're like 10, 12 people. And, you know, the, and Trump, I mean, we, you and I could look at Trump and we could, we could recognize him for the weak little small man that he is. Right. But, but the Republicans, um, Who's the, who's the House minority leader? Uh, um, uh, Hakeem Jeffries. No, 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 I'm sorry, House, the Senate. The Senate um,
1: majority um, leader yeah. is, is
0: Schumer, minority is yeah. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, Mitch. So Mitch, cynical old bastard that he is, you know, they they use Trump as a vehicle to get their policies. You know what I mean? Because not, they get what they want. They've got a tax cut. They got right. the same tax cut they always get when they get a Republican president, but it was a big tax cut, right. you know, and and that was, and that was cynical. And, it, yes, it got away from them, but they got what they wanted, and the judges. They got, they got the two things that they needed, which was the tax cut and the judges.
1: Well, you know, Mitch McConnell right now is uh, starting to step back. He sees the writing on the wall. He sees yes, sir. the, ma- yes, the sir. bag of fucks as a, as a losing proposition. And more and more people are seeing that. So you see Mitch pull back. And that's why I've said before that, uh, especially in the House of Representatives, you've got what some people consider normal-minded Republicans who are trying to step away from MAGA. They're in a tight spot because if they align themselves with MAGA, then they're going to be jumping on that sinking ship again. They don't want to do that. So the only option is to somehow – negotiate a little bit with the Democrats to actually get something done to even be considered in an election in 2024. So I think those MAGA fucks are actually going to hurt themselves because we have enough people in the House of Representatives, 213 votes. If we can get five or six Republicans to agree on something that we want to pass, then the MAGA fucks are done. They aren't going to get anything.
0: Well, um, the mag, they This is going to be. This is just going to be comedy of errors. I mean, they're going to hold the debt ceiling hostage. They're going to close the government like they did under New Kingridge and a couple other times. And then what? Because the Democrats are not going to cave. I don't. I, I don't think
1: they're going to be able to do that, though. I mean, again. Uh, the MAGA people want to shut everything down and, and and stop the debt limit and all this other shit, but they need they need everybody on the Republican side oh, in the House right, of Representatives yeah. to do it. And I
0: don't think they can count on that. I think you know what? That's uh, you're absolutely right. I think I think there'll be ten, twelve Republicans that are going to go across the aisle and say this shit ain't ha- this is not going to fly. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. And, and Boehner is too much of a, a, a weak person to whip them. I don't know. You oh, know, yeah. Scalia, yeah, yeah. Scalia might be able to whip them, but for the sake of the party, they're not going to go to the the party. These guys got committee chairmanships without having time and rank. You know, right. they, they're pissed off. The but, and, 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 and the Republicans, the
1: normal-minded Republicans, if yes. they go along with MAGA – They're jumping back on a ship that's sinking already. They know that from the midterms and all of that shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I appreciate you having me on. I mean, it is it's it is good to speak with a fellow spirit. You know, I don't get it. I, I agree. I agree. I feel the same way. Yeah. Same level of intelligence, basically same, close to the same age. I think I'm older. Um, I can't I can't tell you how 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 enthusiastic and how alive I feel having an intelligent conversation.
1: No, I agree. It's it's hard to find sometimes. It's hard to find an intelligent conversation because people just don't pay attention to what's really going on. And that's you know, that's part of why I, I wanted to do the Rational Boomer podcast because I'm trying to give people information they don't clean because they don't dig deep enough and they have no interest in 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 digging out that information. And so when somebody on MSNBC tells you, oh, the world's going to fall because of Brunson versus Adams, somebody needs to tell them it's all bullshit. Don't worry about that stuff. Focus on the important thing.
0: Yeah. They uh, they have their own priority. You're you're so right about the media. They want to blow up stuff. They want to make something bigger than it really needs to be. And that's, what's important about you. Because you take it down to the granular level and say, what are you guys worried about? That this shit ain't gonna fly. I remember following you during the election, and you said the Republicans are not going to win, and you were a little wrong. They won by a, but they won by such a narrow majority that you actually were right. Well, you know, the thing, they, yeah,
1: yeah, the thing is, that everybody expected the red wave. I said there wasn't going to be a red wave. I said they wouldn't win, and they did, in fact, win the House of Representatives by a slim margin. But in realistic terms, and I'm not trying to save my prediction because it was just based on what I saw.
0: But, right, right.
1: But, but depending on how you'd look at what happened in the midterms, the Republicans did not win. They lost a no, lot. Not, they gained a little they bit lost in the House. A lot. But they thought they were going to win big in the House. They thought they were going to win big in the Senate. And they fucked themselves over. And it wasn't hard. You know, it wasn't like I'm some genius. If you overturn Roe v. Wade, pissing off 50% of the country who happen to be women, I've been married 39 years. I know what that fucking gets you. It gets you out exactly. in the cold. Exactly. It gets you.
0: Well, I would tell you this. After watching cable news and walking away depressed, I'd have to jump on TikTok to find a rational boober uh, at least a couple of, and just to kind of put my perspective right. So you saved you save my fucking sanity during the midterms, my friend. Well you know you and
1: a couple others I, I yeah, there's a bunch of other guys that, that do what I do and they do it differently but I watch them too and it, it's very helpful for me but I get that a lot people say you know I really needed to hear this because I was going nuts I was freaking out and uh, they say you calm me down a little bit and I think I think that uh, everybody wants to make everything to be this tragedy, this impending doom and uh, I've told people before I said I said, why aren't you worried? And I said, because I'm 62 years old. And in my life, I've gone through every trial, tribulation, tragedy, fucking mess, fucking problem. And every time I thought, oh, my God, this is it. This is the end. But here I sit at 62 years of age, completely comfortable, stress-free, talking on the Internet in my fucking living room. I'm fine. I'm good. So if I can make it through all that shit, anything that confronts me now, I don't care. And every person should understand that.
0: Yeah, listen, I'm a cancer survivor, and I'm 68, and I feel exactly the same way. I'm in a comfortable position, and uh, I'm doing fine. And I look at the upcoming generation, Generation Z, and the millennials, and I go, man, this is great. There's a reason why they are attacking voting rights, because in the long run, the demographics are totally against them. Oh, absolutely. They they better get their fucking act together.
1: They're talking by 2028, the majority of the voters will be millennials and or Gen Zs. And that means the end of the Republican Party, because in this recent election, 70, 75 percent of those folks all voted Democrat. They aren't going to tell this bullshit.
0: They don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> they don't like Mike Gates. They don't like they don't like those old, all those motherfuckers. They don't they don't like. They don't like any of them. They don't like all the old white guys. Sorry, Mike. Don't, no,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I've said before. I said, you know, we need to to come to an end of an era—the era of the old white man. I mean, the future okay, yeah. the future is not ours.
0: We're not going to. Well, be You know, in when the I future. when I run into somebody who's either black or Hispanic, I go, you know, and we talk a little politics because they're generally on my side. I go, if I were king, I wouldn't let white people vote for about twenty years. We can fix this country.
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny. I always hear people. I've heard people, the racist people out there, say, "You know, we're real worried. It may be that the white people become the minority. I'm scared of that. I don't want that." I keep thinking to myself, "Why? Why (laughs) is that a problem?" Well, maybe because you treated minority people shitty, and you expect them to treat you shitty back. But I learned a lesson. I've talked about this on the show. I didn't know this till just recently because it never really made any difference to me but uh, i've talked about this little place that my my wife and i bought in savannah savannah georgia oh yeah
0: yeah, yeah we love yeah.
1: savannah georgia and i was looking at the ethnic breakdown of savannah georgia and
0: sure. it was like
1: 54 percent black 38 percent white so in savannah white people are a minority and you know what i love that fucking place i love everybody there. beautiful
0: beautiful city same with charleston beautiful city
1: oh i love charleston too and so i'm in a minority when i'm in savannah i never felt better in my life yeah it's great we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back we are back and we have a listener on the program today his name is tony he's from south carolina as you noted in the first part of the podcast he's Lived a well-rounded life. He's living his best life now. And and Tony, I bring up something on the podcast and on TikTok frequently, and I just want to see where your head's at this. And when I do this, I get a lot of support from Democrats, of course, and I get people who agree with me, and I appreciate that. But inevitably, I will have people that come along on my posts and say, I'll believe it when I see it. Nothing's ever going to happen to Donald Trump. They always slip away. Oh, my God. And it just... It fucking annoys, annoys me to no end, and I think you can appreciate this. If, if one of your uh, saber fighters walked in and says, "I'm going to get my ass kicked," I, I don't even know why I'm doing this because I'm going to
0: get you'd slap that motherfucker. Why? Why would anybody yeah. do that? You, you, you. First of all, they don't have the perspective of time. I mean, you're you're the rational boomer, and I'm the ra- and I'm a boomer as well. And um no it take, sometimes it just takes a while for justice to happen, for things to happen.
1: Does.
0: Politics is gonna be cyclical. I mean it's just the way it is. We're gonna be up sometimes and we're gonna be down, you know. It's just the way it is. It's it's a constant state of warfare and and give and take. It's a little bit different now because we have a dangerous bunch of people in the Republican Party, but but overall they're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to use the money and the resources that they have. We're going to use the money and resources we have to get the message out, and we're going to change things. But people aren't really getting away with anything. Trump's not going to get away with anything. He's 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 looked being looked at as a really tiny man now, yeah, a small man, and he's not getting the attention he's getting, and and the law is closing in, and yeah, okay. Um, they, 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 the new Congress is going to try to set up some kind of judiciary on the Judiciary Committee to try to circumvent shit. They ain't going to circumvent shit. No, they can't. They're gonna be, the Biden administration is going do to do to them what they did to the Democrats. They're just going to ignore the subpoenas. They're going to say take us to court. They're going to do everything else. And the Justice Department it has more than enough qualified lawyers to go ahead and win in court over everything.
1: Well, let's just clarify what you're saying there. And I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, too, but I'll say it again because it's important. Um, Jim Jordan wants to start a committee. that is a subcommittee to the Judiciary Committee. And the whole point of this committee that he received is to run roughshod or run oversight on all federal investigations. Now, we know why he wants to do that, because he and all his buddies are under investigation. Same reason he wanted Absolutely. to be on the J-6 committee. He wanted to disrupt it or cover it up. But the problem is, is there's a distinct separation between Congress, the legislative body, and the DOJ. The idea that Congress might have oversight over the DOJ is just wrong completely when it comes to our Constitution, when it comes to democracy. They will try to do it. But it won't work. The DOJ will ignore them. If they take it to court, it'll be thrown out like every other court case they brought with election fraud and all this stuff. It's just fucking noise. And unfortunately, there's some people out there that go, oh, my God, we're in trouble now. They believe it because these people talk loud enough where people go, oh, must be serious. You got to be smarter than that. You got to look into it and see what's really true. I can say a lot of things on this podcast. And honest to God, if I say it, some people will believe it. And if I'm an asshole and I want to lie or make some shit up, like Alex Jones, people will believe it. And
0: that's the thing you understand: don't believe fucking anybody. Check it out for yourself. Jim. Jim Jordan is playing to the cheap sheet, uh, cheap seats. It's not going to happen. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna yell. He's gonna scream. He's gonna he's gonna try to issue subpoenas, and and maybe he'll have on the only person to have subpoena power on that committee. But they're just going to ignore it, and then he's going to have to take it to court, and then they're going to have to win on the merits of course. The Justice Department's going to share their investigations over this, and Trump has already lost at the Supreme Court time in and time out, and now it's going to be Jim Jordan's time to, to lose at the Supreme Court. It probably won't even make it. So well, you we do not even—they're playing to their base.
1: We don't even know if Jim Jordan will be in, in Congress in six months. Because he's under the microscope with the investigation <laughs> for the insurrection and you got Bo Burch and you got Gosar and you got Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Kevin McCarthy himself. He was talking to Donald Trump. I mean who knows Kevin McCarthy could get an indictment?
0: Well you, you are you're, you're right on top of it. Um, the Justice Department is going to play a hardball and they're professional. I, I'm, I'm impressed. the Biden administration has put grown-ups in charge of everything. Yeah. And they're doing their jobs and they're doing it. Do I want Merrick Garland to go a little quicker? Absolutely. Do I want to see the orange man in a jumpsuit soon? Absolutely. But the pressure is getting to him. And you can see it in his explosions on Truth Social every 48 hours. You know, he's slowly the noose is tightening around him.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's tightening around the rest of them. And we're going to see some shit probably within the next six months. I I, I think it's going to go quicker than people think.
1: Well, we know that. uh, Well, I put it to you this way. If you're worried about how long it's taking for Donald Trump uh, to get indicted or anybody else amongst Donald Trump's group, um, put it this way. Say you bought a nice prime rib for Christmas, okay? You want to get that motherfucker done fast. Show you throw it in the microwave. It'll be done. It'll be cooked and it will taste like shit. Or you could put it in the oven for three hours, and it'll be fucking awesome. Which one are you going to choose? I'd rather have it done right and properly and make it stick. And now we're hearing that the uh, grand jury, the special grand jury in Georgia just wrapped up. They did the investigation into Donald Trump trying to overturn the election, and Lindsey Graham and Rudy Giuliani. They did the investigation. Now – The report goes back to Fonnie Willis, the DA in Fulton County. She takes it to a grand jury, and I've heard people say, oh, it's going to another court. No, the investigation's been done. They're going to lay it out for the grand jury. They're going to say, yeah, go ahead and indict. And that shit could happen in a week. It could happen in a month. It could happen in two months. But that one's going to happen quickly.
0: Yeah, I heard something along the lines that they might release the report publicly around the 20th.
1: That's If they do,
0: then we'll... Then we will know what they know. And yes, another grand jury. You're right. Grand, another grand jury just takes out evidence that that the first grand jury says indict or no, not indict. I think, I think they're going for the jugular down in Georgia. I mean, he committed a crime on on radio. I mean, we heard it on the telephone. He committed right. a crime.
1: Well, and 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 the thing is, if if you've watched Fonnie Willis at all, she seems like a no nonsense woman. She hadn't gone through all this to say, yeah, nothing here. She went after this because she knows she's got this guy on many charges, including maybe RICO charges. You're from New Jersey. You know
0: about RICO charges. Oh, I grew up around the mafia. I absolutely know. I used to hang out in the mafia bar. Yeah, I I know about the RICO charges. But, damn, I mean, when it comes, your podcasts are going to be – (laughs) <laughs> Glorifying. I, you get the, you, I, I, I mean, you're going to be able to see the smile without the visuals coming through, you That's know, right. and it'll be dancing in the streets. I mean, I can't I can't wait. Listen, I, I I, don't like Trump. We've always known about Trump in New Jersey for all those years. He's a, he's a horrible, miserable, small, dangerous human being. And he's not he's mentally deranged. It's the people that enable them that really piss me off. It's everybody else that used them for their own ends that piss me off. That guy could have that kind of guy could have started a nuclear war. Where would Ukraine be if he was still in power? Oh yeah, you know, we saw that. Yeah, and I, and I'm
1: convinced that Donald Trump is not the evil guy here. I mean, he is evil, but I I'm convinced that the problems we have and the problems that came about because of Donald Trump weren't solely because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump got elected president. And I think they saw the evil people in the Republican Party saw, oh, here's some dumb motherfucker we can manipulate. All we have to do is pat him on the butt, pat him on the head, say he's a genius, and he'll do whatever we want. And he doesn't care about looking like a fool doing it. So he
0: was a willful idiot for the Republicans. Oh, he's a moron. I mean he's an absolutely stupid moron. He can't even he can't even speak well. You know, this things changed in the nineties with Newt Gingrich And the part that party has never been the same no. since those days. It's gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. And the dumbasses that vote for them, I, I, I all I could say is bless their hearts. You know, yeah, you know that saying down here, you know, right? Bless their hearts. Down. You're right, right. But you know what? Fuck them. I mean, you you know, I I can't say bless their hearts. I can't be that nice for them being that stupid. No. It, it, yeah. I know a lot of conservatives and God bless them, I love them, but their view of the world is narrowly focused. And because it's narrowly focused, they can be turned in directions by the people with money who have the resources to get out the messaging that needs to be done, to put in still a fear. Liberals are weak in some cases and stupid, but they have a higher intellectual capacity to view the world. They they, they read science fiction and fantasy for crying out loud. I doubt that you get too many conservatives reading science fiction and fantasy and going to Star Wars conventions. Those are are your freaking liberals. But we have some strong-ass liberals, you're one, I'm one, and there's a lot of us that are intellectually able to look and see things the way they are. And we saw Trump, we knew he was going to be just a useful idiot. And we knew he would be a disaster, and he was a disaster. And um, and the repercussions were we almost we almost lost the United States, and it's looking like it's affecting other countries in Brazil. You know, I, I w- a big line. I would
1: imagine you run into this too, but for me, I, I think I confuse Trump Because liberals are known to be more passive and easygoing, and, they come up against me, and, and uh, I'm like them, except worse, and except I'm dealing with facts, and they don't know That's what right. to deal with that. One guy said right. to me, he goes, you're like a liberal Rush Limbaugh. And I said, I feel like I should slap you for that shit. <laughs> Rush Limbaugh is a phony and a fake and a joke. Um, and right. he's dead, so we got that going for us.
0: <laughs> thank uh, goodness.
1: Yeah, for thank goodness. Favors. You know, in addition to the Georgia special grand jury that wrapped up, the DOJ now appears to be getting closer to doing something, too. And I, th- I think they're going to focus first on those top secret documents because that's the easiest and simplest to prove.
0: Yeah, Jack Jack White's got that. And uh, you're right. I think you're right.
1: Jack Smith. Jack White's with Jack the am sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Jack Smith. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I think they're going to focus on – what's an easy sell, and uh, they're, they're going to get him on corruption and RICO charges and and selling state secrets and all the other stuff that, that went on with it. And uh, he definitely tried to interfere with the investigation. So it, from what I know, and probably from what you know, listening to everything that goes on out there in the public sphere, these charges are are for real no kidding and will stick and easily made by experienced prosecutors
1: you know it's interesting there was a story that came out yesterday um and it was about some documents found in a uh, place called the Penn Biden Center hold on <laughs> The Penn Biden Center, there were some documents in the vice president's office or when he was vice president's office or whatever it was, and they were classified documents. So everybody's, all the Republicans go, say he stole documents, he stole documents. But that ended very quickly because it turns out they were moving something or cleaning something out and they found these documents. They immediately contacted the National Archives and sent them to the National Archives, which is what you're supposed to do which is directly the opposite of what Donald Trump did. So them trying to use this whataboutism kind of faded quickly because they look stupid by trying.
0: It's always that. Were these documents holdovers from the Trump administration that someone put behind a file cabinet, you think?
1: They might have been holdovers from the Obama administration because this was when uh, Biden was vice president. And I don't know, some center, it's called the Penn Biden Center. And it was... Uh They were moving stuff and they found them, you know, somebody left them behind or whatever, which is not good either. And, and frankly, if no. Joe Biden did something illegal, he should be held accountable for it. But uh, I,
0: I, I doubt that he did it. I mean, I've had a lot of classified information in my time. And usually, with somebody at, at an executive, that information is brought to him and then brought and put away. Right. So I mean, if push comes to shove, uh, you know, it's not going to be him, and he wasn't the party responsible. It would have been a military aide, a state official, whoever was in charge of of that classified information. So you know, but of course, you know, like you said, they're going to do whataboutism because they got nothing else.
1: Uh, well, that's that's the thing is you know when when you hear them. Uh fight back against treason and stealing documents and insurrection, and they come up with Hunter Biden's laptop. I think to myself, really? That's all you fucking got? You work all day to try to fight against the Democrats, and that's the best you got? Hunter Biden's laptop, which was in the FBI's hands in 2019 while Donald Trump was still president, and he didn't do anything with it then. How are we supposed to suppose that this is earth shattering when everything you've told us is earth shattering falls on its face? It takes a shit. That's, you know, that's the problem with the Republicans. Everything they do fucking fails.
0: Everything. Yeah, the problem, the, the big problem though is that Fox News amplifies it. Yeah. And so my mother in law was like, your dad. She was a Trump la fuck. I mean, she was she was ready to stick bleach in her arms <laughs> against COVID, you know. I would and, say go and, ahead. Go ahead. I you. At some point, Fox News was, became too liberal for her. So she went to Newsmax and OAN, you know, and, and so that's the problem with this is they still got voters over there and the voters can't get out of their pipelines and look in, and, and look at a wider world and 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 that's they're playing to the cheap seats again and and that's that it's so it's all performative everything they do is performative everything is loud and yelling and performative. jim jordan sitting there and yelling at stuff i mean the best thing they, they i mean pelosi outwitted them with the nine eleven commission by getting oh, all those turds out out of there and putting some qualified republicans in there but This is going to be, this is going to be loud and it's going to be noisy. And it's going to, it's going to, it's going to hide a lot of things. And all those people who tell you, Oh, nothing's being done. Nothing's going to be done. They're going to be running even more scared. So your voice is even more important to go, calm the fuck down. Here's what's really going on because you do it in this tone that, you know, reassure, I'll I'll tell you when, when it gets really loud, I'm going to turn right back to, to you and a couple other sources and go, God, I need to be taking my chill pill for today.
1: Well, you know, the thing is that I know that's a strategy of bullies. They will get in your face and hope to God you fold up and die. And then you could, they can could roll over the top of you. If you don't do that right away, they'll double down and do it harder. That's the only strategy they know. Get in your face and try to bully you and try to back you down. The only way they lose, they win all the time because people go, oh, I don't want to fight. The only way they lose is people say, fuck yourself. I'm going to shove it right back in your face. I'm going to give you exactly what you're doing to me. And they don't know how to deal with it because they're cowards at heart. And once there's any yeah. kind of pushback, they run for the fucking hills.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is not even gender based. Marjorie Taylor Greene m- might be the biggest bully I've ever seen. In Congress. She can out bully any white male in her party, including Jim Jordan and Gates and all the rest of them. She's incredible how, how bad she is and what a bullying personality she is.
1: Well, and the, the the amazing thing about that, you're right, she is a bully. Or that's, I mean, she doesn't have much substance, so that's all she's really got. Most bullies don't have substance. But the thing is, is she's only a bully and successful at it is for because some dumb reason, the Republicans allow it. And the Republicans yeah. made a big mistake when they gave her any kind of power at all. She's well, a joke. Well, you
0: did. But she won her district. That's the thing. Yeah, she won her happen? safe red district. I I don't know. The, the candidate running against her seemed to be a really good he was. Know, Democrat. But the problem was there wasn't a good moderate Republican. You know, running against her, you know, no Democrat's going to win in a district like that because that, that district would vote for a toad over a Democrat any, every day, every week. So,
1: well, part of the you, problem was he was a solid. He was a solid candidate. His name is Marcus Flowers. He was a veteran. Right, right. But he had two things going against him. He was a liberal, and he was black. And exactly. in the wrong counties in Georgia, those are two big strikes against you.
0: Oh, yeah. They were whispering in some of those churches about
1: him. Yeah, no question. No question. You know, But I think that's one of the things that I found most disturbing over the last six years of all the things I've learned of Donald Trump in this country. I think the most disturbing thing I've found is I had no idea. I had no idea how many stupid and gullible people there really were in this country. I mean, because people can lie right to their faces. And it's so ridiculous. And they will still believe it. I don't know how somebody grows up, learns to dress and feed themselves, and will buy into stupid shit. But they do it every day.
0: Even more more blatant and along along the same lines, the same people are so absolutely racist on top of it. So they're stupid and they're racist. And I didn't realize there were that many. And Trump. Really brought that out. And it, 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 it it kind of made me ashamed in some ways of my country, to be honest with you. It's the country that I served in the military for for 20 years. And in that 20 years as a, a Latino military officer, you know, I came across a couple cases of, of racism, but not very many. And, and, but then to come out and to see, this over the last six years it was pretty disheartening and the only thing i could think was well i'll i'll fight it with my vote and i'll make myself smart by listening to places like the rational boomer and i will try to influence where i can you know in one person at a time i won my wife over i won my son over and you know that's two votes you know it's in South Carolina so I mean it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't help much you know but but you know it's two votes and, and you know and when I'll, I'll, I've got a lot of friends who well I know a lot of people who are conservatives I won't call them friends I, I just know a lot of people who are conservative and they're really nice generous people but there's some kind of just disconnect when it comes to things like this and they stay the most stupid, God awful things. We ran into an old woman, big, woman, could barely walk, And she goes to the pulmonologist's office. She goes, Yeah, I was listening to Fox News. Why would you announce you're going to listen to Fox News, you know, to everybody that's in a doctor's office at eight o'clock in the morning? And, you know, and I, and then automatically my mind categorized, okay, I know who she is. Yeah. And exactly. I'm just, I'm going I'm to be polite. I'm going to be nice and I'm going to keep the conversation short and move on. And yet she was sweet as could be, but she was, she was one of them. Well,
1: and, well that's, and, and that's the problem is that for years and years before Donald Trump, you could have conservatives, you could have liberals. I don't know that identified with either side, and there was never any argument. It wasn't a situation where you even talked about politics to any depth. Occasionally you might. You'll disagree on policy or whatever. Uh, but since Donald Trump jumped into office and did the things he's did, uh, here's what I found out. You know, if I'm out someplace and I'm talking to somebody who happens to be conservative, I can have a proper conversation with them. I don't feel compelled to talk politics with them. But if they know me, if they've heard the podcast or TikToks, they feel compelled to challenge me and get in my face and say, well, this happened or that happened or the Keystone Pipeline. And at that point, I can't help myself. If you tell me we have high gas prices because of the Keystone pipeline, I need to fucking teach you a lesson because that is
0: just (laughs) fucking stupid.
1: (laughs) And people will tell me, (laughs) people will tell me, why, why are you starting trouble? I'm not starting (laughs) trouble. A guy's coming to me and lying to my face. And I can't accept that why aren't you bitching about the guy spewing conspiracy theories instead of me trying to straighten his ass out? But I'm the criminal because I'm the one and I don't get aggressive. I don't yell and scream at anybody. Uh, you know, I told, I've, I've told this, I've told this story. I had this argument with my brother-in-law that turned into a big mess. We don't talk and all this stuff. And it was during COVID and we have a, a governor here named Governor Walls. He's done a great job. He just got reelected Um and he, this guy's a truck driver, blue-collar guy. And, of course, all these things were closed down because of COVID. And he was standing in front of me, and he said, you know, this governor is a tyrant. He shut down all the things. Nobody can make money. This is that, and this is that. And all I said to him was, you know, had this been handled at the top properly, we wouldn't even be doing this right now. That's all I said. And that's true. And he exploded. And then that was a fucking shit show. And I just stood there and grinned. <laughs> he said, you said this and you said that. I go, yeah, I fucking said it. I stand behind it. You can not
0: like it, but fucking relax. You're, you're still in the fight. You know, when my mother-in-law would come over for dinner and I, I explained who she was, little short church lady, yeah. ble- bleach in the veins, all that thing. Um, I just told her, I said, Barbara there's no political talk at my kitchen. Yeah. Not, you know, because, you know, she's a, she's a Brandon, you know, let's go Brandon kind of gal. And, um <laughs> you know, and I, you know, she's passed away now and God bless her, but I, I no, we don't. And so I just don't talk to them as soon as I've ident- her, I, this is going to sound bad. If I go to talk to a white person, you know, and I'm, I'm, I kind of look white, maybe, or maybe I'm not. I go, okay, you got to talk to this white person. Don't talk politics, right. you know, uh, but if you, if something slips and you can categorize it, be prepared to retreat very kindly and nicely. Yeah, There's no point in being, being rude. When I talk to a minority and this happens in the minority community all the time. And we talk politics, I got to say, we 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 spent a lot of time laughing and giggling about some of the things we see white people. Do. White people <laughs> do, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and then so now I'm this old man and I've gotten on TikTok, which and it makes me giggle because here are these other minorities talking about politics. And they're saying the things that I would talk to with a guy who just delivered something to my house who happens to be black or Hispanic, right, and right. I go, and they're saying it out loud, and I go, "Oh my god, this is kind of funny." And then I turn, and then there's the white guy, rational boomer, and I go, "I like that guy, and I'm <laughs> going to follow. I'm going to follow him because he's smart. And if I ran into him at Kroger's." You know, I wouldn't worry too much about having a conversation. But I always try to, when I do talk to a person of of a, of, a, of a light color, let's say, I do try to probe a little bit about their politics without being, and trying to be subtle about it, unless it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there.
1: One one of the reasons I felt compelled about doing this is because of the way I look, I'm a middle aged boomer, white guy, if you saw me walking down the street and you might be a millennial or a Gen Z or a person of color or whatever, you might say, ah, there's a fucking Trump humper. There's <laughs> a fucking Trump and misogynistic, white supremacist. And, and of course I'm not. So when I started doing what I do on TikTok, it, I felt like I was a novelty. I was a contradiction. <laughs> I looked one way, but acted a different way, you know? It's yeah. it, it, it's, it, it's like if you saw this real masculine guy, but it turns out he was gay. People would be in, right. in, in, in intrigued by that because it doesn't make any sense. And I thought that might be the case. And then for a while, I thought, I can't be a fucking unicorn out here. I can't be the only one who's a, a boomer and, and has a normal, reasonable mind. And as it turns out, the, the, the benefit to doing TikTok and the podcast is, that I got large groups of people who are just like you and I. There's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, out there. yeah.
0: You yeah. listen. You're you're not. A, you are not alone. There are lots and lots and lots of white people. You go. You see any march for I don't know police reform? Half the half the people marching are white. Yeah. You know. Uh, and God bless women. Um, you can. Uh, you Can kind of look at the hairstyles and you go, Wow, well, that's a uh, Republican, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's a that's a you know what I'm saying, that's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah, right? And that's a that's a Democrat right there. But boy, those women are out there and they're fighting hard, and God bless them. I mean, the reality is, black women, white women politically are carrying our water on the progressive side of things.
1: Absolutely. You know? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And and they are true warriors when it comes to this. They are they are they are in the fight and they are they the contrast between them and the other side, it just it 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 it, it makes my heart sing to know that I'm on the side of this little 80 year old white woman who's been marching and I don't march, you know, I I don't march because I have my other, I have other passions that I do, but God bless her. And they go to Washington in in droves and they vote and they call people on the phone. And then there are old guys like you. I got to say though, I mean the boomer population, you and I are an anachronism as far as, as boomers. I don't, I'd say if you were to look at the boomer males, we're probably 30% of us are, are progressive.
1: Yeah, my probably, guess. probably right. And, you know, one of the things about boomers is, and I run into this when I talk to friends and colleagues and whatever that might be my own age, Um. Now, I, I don't look young. I look my age. I always look my age or older than my age. Thankfully in the seventies, I was able to go to a liquor store when I was 17. That's not, <laughs> that's, not, that's not quite as much of a benefit now that I look my age or older, but a lot of people in our age range have just given up, given up the fight. They're saying I'm retired. I'm going to sit in my chair, drink a beer, watch TV and not get involved. I don't want to be involved in that mess. And unfortunately, uh for my family, <laughs> I can't do that i gotta I gotta do something and and when i when I do what I do with the rational boomer thing is there's two reasons why I did it because people of our age we did this to our parents, people of our age and the millennials and the gen Zs coming up we're at that point in time where they're kind of pushing us aside okay, you old folks, just just that's, move aside
0: that's, that that's a fact.
1: And I'm fine with that because I want them to be in control of their own destiny. But the problem is, is there's a lot of boomers. They're a big voting block. If somebody a can lot pull, of boomers. If somebody can pull them together, they can have a lot of power. And if these people have enough sense, uh, I, I'm concerned not for my future, because my future is limited and I'm pretty well set up to be whatever I'm going to be and it's not going to change. I am really concerned about my kids and my grandkids and when I die. I don't want them to be left with shit. And the only way I can do it, whatever small way is doing what I'm doing here, say what I say, hopefully somebody like you hears it and says, says it to two other people, and then they say it to, to two other people, and we're starting a, a, a groundswell or, or, or just doing what the Republicans do. They start the narrative, they control the narrative, and it spreads like wildfire, and I'm hoping that we can do that from this side, too, and combat them. By overshadowing or overpowering their fucking narrative.
0: Yeah, I will talk to gen- our boomers. I mean, we started off, we were the hippies in the 60s, and somehow we have uh, lost our way, and we've really fucked up this country. We were, the, oh, yeah. the generation that preceded us, you know, I mean, they were a pretty racist bunch, but it's the way they grew up. We knew better. You know, we we came up during the time of Woodstock and all that. We knew better, and look what we turned into. And we've got all the money. And I, I well, like you. I worry about the other generation. So I talk to millennials and young people, and I talk politics, and I talk, I talk money, <clears throat> because we're screwing them over. We're leaving them a pretty fucked up world in some well, respects.
1: Well, one of the things I'm really uh, <laughs> appreciative of is that on this Rational Boomer podcast, and even on the TikToks to a certain extent, (laughs) I wouldn't say it's a huge number, but there's a lot of millennials and even Gen Zs that listen to the Rational Boomer podcast. Why, I don't know, but they do, and I'm appreciative of that. I've always told my kids, and I don't know that they understand, uh, but when I was a young man, my father (laughs) wasn't around much. And when I came up against problems or decisions or something like that, I always went to some old guy and asked him the question, (coughs) mainly because they'd already been through it. They could either tell me how they fucked it up or how they succeeded in dealing with it. And those of us, you, you and I, whatever problems these millennials or Gen Zs will have, we've already been there. The knowledge that we gained by either messing it up or being successful with it should be valuable to them instead of just taking it shooting from the hip and hoping to God he can figure it out, see what I did to fail or see what you did to succeed and use that in deciding what you're going to do. So I'm, 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 I'm very heartened when I see millennials listen. I, I, you know, I don't expect them to listen, but uh, when they do, I appreciate it immensely. And I think it's good for them, not because I'm any genius, but because I've got years behind me, you've got years behind you. And there are some things they could learn about life that they're going to go well, through I,
0: that we've already done. Well, absolutely. And then as far as, as far, like TikTok is, I don't know if it's the algorithm, but I see a lot of young Gen Z, millennials, Gen Xers doing political stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm like, wow, look at this young guy. And he's smart. And he's right on and it, it 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 really makes me uh feel get hope i guess that the future may not be as bad as i think it's going to be
1: no i think it's going to be better <laughs> i mean you got to you got to admit that in our youth from the time we were in our 20s to the time now that we're in our 60s the vast majority that we spent uh, um doing what we're doing our biggest problem, we were apathetic. We didn't get involved in politics. We didn't want to know about politics. We ignored it. We were busy doing other things. And that apathy is why we are where we are now. So now that these problems have come up, hopefully that causes the millennials and the Gen Zs to rise up and actually get involved so they can have some control over their destiny.
0: They're not as selfish as we are. We're no. really selfish with our money. Um we we say we work for it, we're not gonna give it to you know, pay a tax because we we don't want it and then you know, come our age at, at sixty-five. Well, I where's my Medicare? Well, you know, we're not doing what we need to do and our responsibilities to the generations that follow us. It's just that simple.
1: Yeah, we have we have very uh um focused on right now what's right in front of our face. You know, I've I've had this discussion but a couple of things. Um, let's talk about the student loan thing. Everybody says, "Well, I paid my student loan. They should have to pay their student loan." Well, the student loans you and I paid, or I paid because you you got a better deal, but uh, were far less compared to our income than what they are now. They're outrageous Absolutely, now. They're right. impossible Absolutely. to afford. And they say they'll still say, "Why? Why should we pay their loans?" And 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 they not pay their own loans and I said you've got to look at this long term we're older people right now many of us older people have our homes as part of our retirement we built up equity and we're going to get to a point and sell it and move to a smaller condo or whatever like I have and because that's part of our our uh, our retirement we want to get big money for our house but if the only people are in the time frame to buy a house are millennials and Gen Zs, and they can't either qualify or afford to buy your house, guess what? Your fucking house is worth half the price. And if you can't see that, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. you. Narrow-minded. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Narrow-minded. Small view. It's, it's the same thing. It's a, It's 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 a it's a it's a I don't know. It's a pandemic of selfishness. And I hear it from these people all the time. I've got mine. Why can't they bring themselves up the drafts? Well, because the corporations and because the colleges and the universities are making profit off of them. Because medical is making a profit off of them. Can't you guys see that? Can't you see there's a better way? I mean, other countries have found a better way. Why can't, why can't we? You know, Stop listening to, to uh, you know, they're going to take my guns. Stop thinking they're taking my rights away. What rights are you losing? You're wow. getting something better, you know. If you if you don't have to worry about health care because you're on a, a Medicare thing and all you got to do is pay it for a supplement, well, you know you're better off. Why why you, why would you begrudge that to to the younger generations than to anybody else? It, it just it, it's it's the greed and narrow mindedness and the bigotry is just is overwhelming and it's sad. But at the same time, the hope and the dynamic growth and, and what the kids are doing and, and they're getting out the vote and people fighting back, that's just makes it just it gives me energy and, and hope for a future for my grandchildren.
1: Well, then you mix in some willful ignorance and then it really exacerbates the problem. I'll give you an example. There is a, a representative. Doesn't represent me, but he represents where my son lives. And my son is liberal because he's a millennial. But his name is Tom Emmer. He is a Republican. He is a trump fuck He is a sycophant. He is a piece of shit. And I've never liked this guy. He's an arrogant fuck. And uh, now he is the whip for the Republican Party in the House of Representatives.
0: Oh, geez.
1: And he comes out. And he blatantly comes out and says, your yeah, goal is to cut Medicare and Social Security. Now, that creates a stir with all the people, all the older people in this country. And it should cause a stir with the younger people, too. But my question is to the people who voted to Tom Emmer. You don't want to pay student loans, but you're going to back a motherfucker that probably takes away your only income in your old age for you to survive. What kind
0: of stupid is that? I just, like I've said earlier, you can't help stupid. I mean, I, the way I, I talk about life is we all start off on the ground and there's this big tree of knowledge. Yeah, And in the tree of knowledge, you know, the higher you grow, the smarter you get. And out in the distance is this fucking saber-toothed tiger coming.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, the smart folks who I, tend to think I am and the progressives and stuff go, well, fuck, there's a saber-toothed tiger out there. I'm going to climb this tree of knowledge and get out of his reach. Well, it's the people who voted for your representative that you were just talking about that are still on the bottom that are going to get eaten by the saber-toothed tiger. Yeah, exactly. You're you're welcome to use that anytime you want to use that. I I will use that. I I will (laughs) use that. Uh,
1: But but I just want to clarify for the people who heard just what I said or have heard what they hear on the news, understand something. Tom Emmer can say whatever the fuck he wants. I don't know if it would even clear the House of Representatives, that whole concept, but even if it did, it has to go to the Senate. We'll never clear the Senate. But if some chance that it did clear the Senate – then Joe Biden would have to sign it, so he's flapping his gums over nothing it's all rhetoric and bullshit it's not going to happen The day that they cut social security and Medicare in this world, the Republicans are going to have to go underground because they are going to be an endangered species
0: but but, but we hope that they talk about it yeah. over the next two years. We want them to talk about it. We want organizations like the a r p to go, send out newsletters. You know, we want them to say that we want old people to go. Oh, you know, and not maybe not vote for their representatives in their safe district. We want them to piss off people to stay home. So let them talk, let them yell, let them scream.
1: Well, and that you know that's the point of with the House of Representatives. As much as they think they have power, they are going to be spinning their wheels. They're going to be fighting amongst themselves before they can even address the Democrats. And through that two years, they're going to accomplish nothing. And this is why I've said before, I think that the Republicans would have been better off if they lost the House than winning the House by a slim margin. Because if nothing happened in the House or something bad in their estimation happened in the House, they could use that in the campaign in
0: 2024.
1: But now when nothing happens, happens, they're getting the fucking blame.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I got to say, Nancy Pelosi may be the greatest speaker of the House
1: oh, that, yeah, I agree. that has
0: been in the his, in the history of of speakers, and we've gone from the best to maybe the worst. So you're right; they're better off when they lose and they bitch and complain and raise money to keep their jobs in their own districts than than when they have to govern because they're too stupid to just keep their mouth shut and pass bills and and then talk around the bills. Out public, they actually say what they're going to do. Um, so I have, you know, I, it's going to be an interesting two years. And Tom, i Mike. You're going to be out there pointing it out every single day.
1: I will. I will. Just to point out how stupid Republicans are. Um, they overturned Roe v. Wade prior to the midterms. How does how does doesn't anybody know that's going to destroy the midterms? But yet they do it. But they took it. Because they did that, they destroyed something else in their party. They spent the, the, the majority of their time campaigning and fundraising on overturning Roe v. Wade. They just lost that. They blew their wad. The money they would have gained by doing that is gone. So now they're weaker financially, too.
0: Well, yeah, and there's really no gun laws being proved, you know, and the, and the NRA is weaker. So how are they going to raise money? But they'll figure out a way of getting people pissed off because they're talking the talking about the criminally stupid here. So they'll figure out a way of having that. You know, look, televangelists have been taking people's money for years. It's the same people sending money, small check donations to the Republican Party. I just keep imagining Republicans
1: say, yeah, we took away Medicare. We took away Social Security. We overturned Roe v. Wade. We committed crimes. We tried to overthrow the country. But that fucking Hunter Biden's laptop, Jesus Christ. Like I said before,
0: <laughs> that's all you got? That's all that's you a, have? That's all they got. That's all they crazy. got. It's going to be, it's just, it's a shit show. And I look forward to hearing every day. <laughs> about what what they do up there and how loud they get. I love when they come out and they do their little pressers in front of the thing and they talk about something like Hunter Biden and then they get asked questions and they they look like idiots when they're asked questions by the press. So, um, you know, we'll see a lot more of that. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting two years and basically by them winning the house, we're going to take back the presidency unless Biden gets sick or something like that.
1: Yeah, I yeah, and and even if Biden isn't running, and I still question whether he will run, I still think the Republic or the Democrats will take the presidency. The Republican Party will be so destroyed after the indictments and such, it's going to take them ten years to come back. To be perfectly honest, as I'm watching Hakeem Jeffries give that speech in the House, oh my of God, Biden, he could be president of the United States. He's kind of like absolutely. He's like Barack Obama with a fucking edge.
0: Yeah, exactly exactly he's got that tough he's got that tough exterior now he's 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 great Obama was just sort of the prototype and now we know what a what a president can do in there and they need to fight a little harder and not be so much of a gentleman and, and I think Jeffries is that guy well, Obama, we'll
1: Obama was we'll see. from the suburbs of Chicago <laughs> but Hakeem Jeffries is from Brooklyn <laughs> yeah. we know what guys from Brooklyn are like,
0: and it's not uh, well, going to be I fun know. for the Republicans. No, it's going to be, and, and he's been, and you know, and he's been trained by Nancy. Nancy's still there. Yeah, exactly. You know, she's still sharing. She's still sharing her wisdom. God bless her. And That's so, true. yeah, I, 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 it's going to be an interesting two years. I, 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 I follow politics like you do every single day. I can't get enough of it. I get angry. I get sad. I get mad. We need to do, win two more cycles of presidency and keep the Congress, if at all possible, to try to do undo some of the damage that's been done.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're running out of time here. Time goes by fast when we have a uh, 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 robust conversation, and I appreciate you for bringing that to the show today. Uh,
0: well, Tony. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I, I I can't say enough nice things about you, Mike.
1: <laughs> I'd say get in line, but I don't know that there's that big a line. I
0: mean, <laughs> it, you know,
1: it's funny. I get accolades from people listening to TikTok, and uh, and I get accolades from the people listening to podcast. And I appreciate it immensely, whether I deserve it or not. But when I'm around the house with the family, oh, you doing TikTok again? Fucking nice. <laughs> hey,
0: there I'm, you with, you. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, happy wife, happy life. You know, well, keep on, keep on fighting the fight. Um, I got you back. Like I told you before, I got a bed down here. If you're good driving through and I will be following you. If you ever want me back on, just let me know.
1: Anytime Uh, you want to come back on, you're more than welcome.
0: Yeah. I I heard about what you said about a co-host. I've got other interests as well, but boy, I thought we did. I think we did a good job tonight. We did a great job.
1: I mean, it's, uh, to be honest with you, everybody is leery about coming on the show as a guest because they're, you know, maybe a little self-conscious or whatever. But uh, like I always tell you, I've done this for a while. I'm not going to let anybody look dumb out here. And, and I, I've never really had to work very hard at it because every listener we've had on the show has done a great job. So all, all that's happened here is my job got way easier today.
0: Well, you're a pro. I mean, I was completely comfortable. i probably talked too much, but I had a lot to say. So, and I haven't been able to say it to anybody but you.
1: Well, that's, that's what this is about. So, um, Tony, anytime you want to come back, just send me an email. We'll get you on. Um, I'm always happy to hear from the listeners, especially folks like you. And, uh, we'll put on another good show if you, when, when you come back.
0: Okay. All my best to you, your family and your listeners. Keep, keep, keep going.
1: All right. Thank you, Tony. Uh, I want to thank all the listeners for taking the time out of their day to listen. I hope you have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.